Hello and welcome back to the Kellis Talk Climbing Podcast with me, Sam Pryor, and my co-host, Aidan Roberts. This week, Aidan and I are talking about grades. We had a format uh, which broke down pretty quickly uh, and it kind of ends up being a lot of discussions about the topic of grades. Uh, a bit of a ramble pod, as ever. The extended version of this podcast is going to be live on the Patreon. It's another extra 20 minutes or so. And if you're enjoying the podcast and like to support us, please do check it out. Thanks for listening. Should we talk about grades? Yeah, should we talk about grades? We're going to we're gonna actually focus on grades. For we're going to talk about grades. We're talking about grades. Not My in the normal conventional sense. But any climbing tale. But in a different format. So we're going to be talking about grades with the attempt to identify the problems and all the good bits within the grade brackets and also recommend a favourite climb in the grade bracket. I said to you last night that we should start at 60 plus and then immediately hit a snag as I have failed to think of a single good 60 plus. Wait, that's where we should start. That was where um, I, I thought we could start. Yeah, okay. But so I did think of two good six Cs, really good six Cs. Yeah, tell me more. So where were you expecting to start? Don't say like five. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, um, I'll be honest, I didn't come, with, come up with a recommendation for that many grade brackets because I started thinking about this, did some research on the historical... Uh, a bit of history of the first of the grades and the like, so I can run through them on the grade brackets. Oh, um, bit of history. Bit of history. Bit of history. This and is then I just Then I was just thinking about grades, and there's just a lot of things which I think are good to talk about grades. And so I very quickly diverted away from the one form of structure that we decided <laughs> upon and <laughs> stopped thinking about it and then started writing a load of ideas about grades down. Um, so... My recommendations are few and far between, but I can hopefully fill in the gaps. Okay. All right. Cool. That's good. What, what, maybe you'll come up with them as we go through as well. Yeah. What's not um, to be taken away? <laughs> Funny you should say that. That was my recommendation <laughs> for 6C because it's Yeah. 6C. Okay. It's 6C. Um, and I also had, so I was sitting there thinking, trying to come up with good 60 pluses. And the problem with this is not actually an elitism issue. It's like people will be there going, oh, you're such an elitist. You're not going to say any of the good 60 pluses. But actually, it's just because I got into climbing pretty late and I climbed inside for a while. And by the time I was climbing outside, I ne- I was always climbing sevens. So like I started at 7A, mm-hmm. but I never really went lower than that. So I just, I just haven't climbed enough of them to make a good recommendation. Yeah. But... That being said, I'm going to caveat my future comments because I'm not going to deny that I am elitist at times and often struggle to remember or like (laughs) often if it's a really good climb, like not to be taken away, I'll have done it, but like not really be able to remember if it was 6C or 7A. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I guess that is kind of elitist, but... And I guess in a sense, so my, my two um, things I came up with, two great six seeds I came up with, I came up with um, not to be taken away in Stanish Plantation, uh, same block as Careless Talk. So you can get to do all the height of Careless Talk without doing any difficult climbing. And also 
the climbing yeah, I don't gets... know, the first move on Not To Be Taken the... Away is pretty hard. Yeah, good point. The first move is quite hard on Not To Be Taken Away. And Thank then... God, Smith. But what's nice is that's at the bottom. And mm. then it just... And by the time you're into a kind of height where you really don't want to fall off, it's jugs. Yeah, that's true. Um, even though... I, I have known someone to fall off the top of Not To Be Taken Away, uh, who's a very, very strong climber, so can can happen. Um Ooh. But yeah, so I came up with two six, and the other six I came up with Big Jim in Petit Bra. Yeah, Big Jim, classic. Yeah, classic. Big committing last move. Big committing last move, but at a grade that is more attainable to be doing committing moves. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to be doing a committing move on a much much higher grade at yeah, that yeah. height off a mono or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 60 plus was the grade I tried to start at, but failed because I just couldn't really come up with anything. And so that's, I think, the main issue with the 60 plus grade bracket is that it's just hidden, hidden away under the much bigger bracket. <laughs> Where the. Yeah. So in terms of. Uh, no, okay, let's go through this first and then we can. I can bring up all my long tangential climbing grade ideas afterwards. not at all not at all bring them in bring them in bring halfway them in. yeah let's completely let's I, I not even an, to 7 8 yeah okay yeah <laughs> well there's a few things <laughs> okay. okay um so there is like a i think when a grade bracket is quite far below your limit i think it is harder to generally understand the differences between like 60 and 60 plus for me personally and i think the reason for that is often there's enough leeway on i realize that sounds really (laughs) really elitist but like there's often enough leeway (laughs) i I think i think it's fair to say that you've got a bit of leeway on a 60 aided (laughs) (laughs) yeah but this is what i mean because there's leeway there's a lot of error and usually like I would do those kind of climbs first go. And so there's like a lot of error in optimally doing this climb that means they can massively overlap. Like I can do a six C and climb it in a way that is physically a seven B level. Maybe I'd still do it first go. Wouldn't be like nearly falling off it, but equally I could climb a six C perfectly and it feels, well, that's way easier. But I might do them both the same and be like, well, that's 60s harder, but actually I just climbed it badly kind of thing. Um, and I think you're more likely to do that the further away from your limit it is. Generally, I can tell the difference between like an 8B and an 8B plus because I'm trying pretty hard on those, uh, usually having to climb them pretty well because it's closer to my limit kind of thing. Mm. Um, so my point being very vague actually initially where i was going to go with this was how do we grade things like is it based on how hard a climb is to do or is it physically how hard it is when you do it perfectly yes i I think this is fair because i think we grade things wrong in a sense in that i think we grade boulders based only on physical strength required which means i think slabs are criminally undergraded because we don't really care about technique and ability and flexibility and stuff required to do those so yeah it means that slabs always get lower grades even though 
they but just, you think it's they didn't get based much. Do you think that that is based upon like is that then based upon the physicalities when you do it very well? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you're good at slab climbing, you can make it feel just like walking. But yeah. I mean, I, obviously some of this will be from my perspective because my perspective is I'm bad at slabs. I don't like slabs. I don't do slabs. So when I do find so myself no, on a, so when I do find myself on a slab, I do feel like, oh, this is really hard. Uh, maybe if I worked really hard at it, I could get better. But I do just feel like they're so much harder than other forms of climbing for the grade. But it's like they're hard to do well, but when you do a slab well, it's not physically hard, which would mm. suggest that we're grading on... We're grading on physicality, I think. But then, yeah, yeah, we're grading on physicality, not how hard something is to do. Mm. But I don't think everywhere is like that. I think there are examples definitely... I definitely feel our examples of boulders that are graded and like how hard they are to do a lot is incorporated into that. I don't know if you take, take climbs in scenarios of extreme conditions or like, mm, mm. yeah. So I can um, think of, I can think of a couple of examples of this, both boulders. So boulders that are really far away in a long walk in and boulders that are high tend to yeah. get an inflated grade. Yeah. So like, I always think high boulders deserve an inflated grade because I think that's your danger money. It's higher, it's harder to climb that difficulty at height. It just is. And so I think it deserves to get that grade bump. Yeah, Whether, but not in a physical sense. It's almost yeah. how hard the climb is to do. Exactly. So it, it's a, like everything It's in climbing, it's like a gray area, isn't it? It is um, gray because like, so like burden is a good example. Like yeah. if that was like, I think we've spoken about, we spoke about this with Taylor, I think at the end of the Taylor podcast, if that was in a place with good conditions, like physically a lot of people, like it would get done so much more. It's physically probably not insane, but like, it, like the thing that makes it hard is have the physicalities for it, be there at the right day with a good skin. And like the windows of your opportunities mm. are so much less that that makes it really hard to do. Essentially, with burden, you've got to be able to do it quickly because if you haven't done it quickly, you would have lost the skin to do it. Yeah, out all the season. That's like incorporated in the difficulty of the problem. And like the same in like, I'm thinking like Rocky Mountain National Park, when you've got like massive walk ins at altitude. I actually think the boulders there, in a physical sense, probably are a bit easier. You can't really get there without being knackered. <laughs> Yeah, like, which makes a difference. It makes a huge yeah, difference. Yeah. Car and so it park, makes it harder to do. Yeah, car park boulders get downgraded. If you can go to, you know, people can just go to work, drive over to the boulder after work, have a couple of hours on it, be able to work every move from the ground, drive home, it will end up with a lower grade because more people will do it because it was more accessible to figure it out. Even though the actual climb is probably it's probably the same level or, or harder um yeah is that so so we do we do incorporate a bit of how hard it is to do but i don't think people are really aware that we do that well i just think there's not really a concept like i don't i don't know what grading system is generally used universally or when developers like develop new problems i don't know where what they take into account when i grade problems i I honestly feel shit at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I usually like, I usually, if I do a problem, unless a lot of other people have tried it or people I know who are good have tried it, 
are willing to share some opinion with me. I just feel totally in the dark. And I guess I don't have my own yardstick. There's not really a universal understanding of this is what we're going for. No, because it's impossible to do. It's like we, we would need to like benchmark a bunch of problems at each grade to help you to be like, okay, well, is it easier or harder than that? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I actually and think then, is not a terrible idea, but people would never agree on the benchmarks. Yeah, yeah. And also it's so hard to know as well because even when you have those benchmarks, they may not may or may not be in your repertoire or your skill set. I also had a thought of why is it so hard to grade things. I think it's quite a common thing that climbers like do something that I don't really know what grade this is if they've developed something. And obviously there's like some responsibility to get it like somewhat consistent. You obviously do your best, but I was wondering why it's so hard. And I feel like a lot of the time it is dependent a little bit on whether you're like a real specialist in a certain style, because then obviously if you take a benchmark climb, uh, it's not really necessarily just about the climb and that being benchmark, but it's also the way in which you do it. And if you do it, this benchmark climb, which is way out of your style or you climb it in a way that is not suited to your skill set. It might feel pretty hard and then you find something which suits your style really well and you try the same amount. Well, that thing's probably way harder, but you're like, ah, okay, well, that's benchmark and I tried just as hard on this one. So I'm going to give this a really sandbag grade without really knowing. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um the Danvarian school of, of grading where it was, did I do it in a session? Yes. Must be easier than it was like eight, a plus or something. Did a it take plus, me, yeah. did it take me more than the session? It can be eight B. Did it take me multiple sessions? It can be eight B plus. And that's yeah. basically more or less the whole system. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't work for grading for other people because depending on how well it was within Dan's skill set is going to be how hard it was. Yeah. But at least it's internally consistent, and grades yeah. grades fail to be consistent in any manner, either yeah. either within the crag, within compared to other crags, compared to other countries. There is no real consistency to grades whatsoever. Like is inevitable, right? There's always yeah. going to be like it's discrepancies. Just so, it's just too subjective. It's just vast. It's just far, far too subjective. <laughs> However, this brings me on to an important point. I'd say it wouldn't matter. However, people are now making money out of climbing. Yes. And that there's like a financial incentive to overinflate how you grade things. And I think that's problematic in that when people do that, it's more likely to divert things away from other people as well. And like, I don't know, it feels like there's potentially a problematic thing here where people can like, almost put their instantaneous pride or profit profit over or over what they think honestly or like yeah it's a corrupting uh factor isn't it yeah yeah there is very other than your honest opinion and also like maybe there'd be pride in like a long-term reputation at the moment if you are just if you just give things incredibly soft grades massively overinflate the grades generally for your profession your career that in the short term, especially, is just objectively very helpful. Yes, you, you pad you the living hell out of your scorecard. Yeah, and you yeah. undoubtedly get the media. You'll get a media onslaught 
regardless and whether it gets downgraded or not like doesn't really matter you've already had that attention and that's like the valuable thing for like companies to associate themselves with and so like it's not really necessarily like that problematic but that being said i'd like to think over a long period of time you lose some credibility but there is no real like formalized like accountability or consensus on these things yes it's like um if you are thinking purely about like career, Vadim should have given his backflip climb nine A plus. Yeah, because no one's going to be able to go try it. What with political situations, but then in that scenario, people would probably be like, "Hang on a minute, you haven't even climbed eight C plus." But he's really, really strong, isn't he? So yeah, we we kind of know that generally i don't know to generally like that would like people would be skeptical people would be skeptical but it'd be by by that point the doubters it's too late because you know what the media train is like in climbing the moment he goes like guys i've just climbed the first 9a plus there'd be so many like videos about it and news and stuff like the few people being like well i don't think it is like they would just get drowned out. And also there'd be no way of knowing for sure because he's really strong and he's in a yeah, place where people can't get to. That is true. But I think general media is quite an unforgiving place and like people are skeptical and they will look for things that people have done before. And I think that would just ring alarm bells instantaneously. Yeah. But like, but I, I do just, know, I do know but, what you but mean. Also, Vadim is so strong though. Yeah, yeah, but people don't know that. Like, as in, like, people would know that someone is strong based on what they've done. They might be like, oh, well, like, if Sean went and did a really hard climb and was like, yeah, that's 9A plus, people would be like, oh, well, he's done a load of 9As. Yeah, yeah, okay. cool. Okay, so so this would still work. All he'd have to do is make a bunch of 8C pluses and then a few 9As and then the 9A plus. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the theory I mean. the theory of like people can't go there holds yeah. true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's like if he was being, you know, like just a, a sort of careerist, that's quite a good strategy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Probably stretching this, <laughs> stretching this concept quite far now. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It just feels potentially problematic when professionalism coincides with I don't know. Well, this is another thing. Then, how do you feel about? professional climbers videoing or not videoing their ascents and i'm actually speaking specifically about professional climbers here people who get money for climbing um wait whether they are obliged to or not yeah i would say it's down to the individual about how they interpret their role as an athlete uh if an athlete were to do these climbs and not video them uh and not like say anything about them um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn <laughs> and then, then, then uh then maybe i'd be like oh well they're not like they're what they've like agreed to as their role as an athlete they're just not doing it particularly well ah, just, from the horse's mouth <laughs> i'm about a job <laughs> but trapped in a web of your own making yeah literally when i was saying that i was but i think that it is down to that individual to determine like 
what their role is. Obviously, they're negotiating with. I don't think that individual has an obligation to the climbing community to necessarily do anything in particular. You'd hope that they have, you'd anticipate that their arrangement with sponsors is that there is some publicity involved in the things they do. So you'd expect them to like kind of be doing that anyway. But I don't think that has to be in the form of a video. Like I think if you wrote wrote a magazine article or whatever, spoke about it on a podcast, that is still the same thing. I don't really think like so what it about necessarily has to be a video. If I'm coming at it from the other angle here of Oh, are you talking about honesty? Yeah. What if you what is wow, about, I didn't even think about that? Yeah. If okay. you have to just prove that what you're saying is actually being done. Oh yeah, sorry. I for some reason my mind went to like whether you have an obligation to the climb community to like share. No, that too. That too. It's all it's all part of it. But that wasn't actually the bit I was I was thinking of. But I think that's an interesting discussion point as well. Okay, that yeah, the honesty side of things. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice just to assume people are always honest about these things. But you are right. Like, yeah, if there's something we know. If there's financial gain to be made, it has the potential to corrupt people at some point. Yeah, and I think part of the problem is is that in modern day society, we 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 do try really hard to think the best of people, and we do try really hard to give people the benefit of the doubt. But unfortunately, it is just naive to think that there wouldn't be people out there exploiting the system and just just lying about a few key ascents you know it, it will happen because it's, there's money involved and actually you know what people want even more than money it's prestige mm-hmm. i actually think most people want prestige more than more than money um yeah but either way you to, don't need that much money to climb no well, exactly And the more prestige you've got, the easier it is to get the bit of money available, I suppose. So they are linked. But I Mm. do think as as a professional climber, and this is this kind of frees up anybody who's, who's, like I just said, kind of recreational climber of any level, even a really high level one. If you don't get any money for climbing, then I think you climb for fun. So you do whatever's the most fun. If you want to video stuff, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. Like there's no onus. But I think for people who are professional, then the way I look at it is is it's it's a finite resource, isn't it? There's only so much money in companies to to like support climbers. If you're lying about your ascents, in a sense you're taking that money from someone more deserving, whoever it may be. Yeah. So I think there is uh, an onus or, or even basically if I was if I was a company and I was sponsoring someone I think I would make it so you absolutely do have to accord and post a good subset of your hard climbs definitely not all of them you know I'm not going to be the guy who's like the moment someone's like phone fell over or their battery ran out I'm not going to be the first guy to be like well back around then doesn't count <laughs> like yeah. that's that's rubbish but you've got to have like a good subsection yeah 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 you'd also assume if if there is a climb that is of significance to someone that they would there'd be like a certain line of questioning about like they they'd want people to know that it was genuine i mean not that they would expect people to be skeptical about it but like it's not that hard to film something or maybe there's somebody at the crag so you don't really feel like you need to like film something like Mm. uh 
yeah, generally people are pretty good at recalling the things they do, I guess. They are, yeah. I mean, to us, even even at my sort of me, me climbing, I like I would always record anything that is really hard for me and I'm doing it by myself. I would mm-hmm. be extra careful to record because I just think it's just safer that way. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just it's just safer that way. Don't let anybody be like and also cuz sometimes I could have a session on something in front of someone else and look a million miles away. Like that does happen, doesn't it? In in climbing. It's like your your last session on burden um before oh. you went home. It's like couldn't, if, even pu- couldn't even warm up, couldn't pull on. <laughs> exactly. So th- so there's an issue in climbing where someone could the day before <laughs> getting kind of close. Exactly. So someone could someone could witness that session of you not even be able to pull on the positions. And then two sessions, like two days later, you actually do it but you don't mm. record it. But because the only session they saw was only two days ago, so no, Aiden couldn't even hold the positions. They yeah. would say with absolute confidence, there's no way he's done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's, it's just, I find it safer just to, there's a, there's a safety in, in knowing that even if no one is going to call you out on it, just taking out that opportunity that there is no potential for being called out on it. Cause I've got a video. Yeah. 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 Which is sad, isn't it? It's it is sad that that that's kind of like a way. And sometimes, you know, we are like people do record things just as evidence, rather yeah. than because they want the video. Or sometimes the, setting up the camera detracts from the good time. Yeah, setting yeah. up a camera, I mean, clicking record, going stomping back over to it to unrecord. <laughs> quite often, like I never really got into the habit of recording loads. No, no. No, I think when I have done it consistently, it's because of almost trying to instill a habit. It has to feel quite like an explicit thing of like, oh, I need to record this lots of the time. My default necessarily isn't to record something unless I'm like, I feel like I could do this. This is like, say if it's a new problem or like something that feels of significance where, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm just not, I don't habitually look to record something, which is especially if somebody else is there because I'm Mm. usually engaging with the climbing or with that with that other person and it's not that i'm like oh somebody else is here so my credibility isn't on the line here like i don't need to record it's more just i don't think to record because i really enjoy watching climbing videos as well even if it is somebody's phone in a shoe if someone's yeah. climbed boogal island i've probably seen a video of a phone in a shoe <laughs> someone climbed boogal and i still yeah. find it interesting even though i've seen like eight videos or whatever it is so like (laughs) uh yeah if i remember to record i think why not (laughs) while we're on that topic do you fancy a trip to austria at some point to go try boogalizing (laughs) i'll go in spring 2025 (laughs) (laughs) get that booked in i've got to try this at some point before i get old yeah we've got to do it before i go to america for five years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding well, good happen. Good um, happen. <laughs> i think because the thing is you'd be you'd have such a good time in colorado because there's so much there and it's like yeah i would like to go i think though if i'd go in winter I'd mostly go for california initially okay yeah i'd love to go to yosemite and bishop 
Mm, mm. I mean, it's, I would like to go to court. Yeah. Once you once you're in the states, there's just so much to do, isn't it? You can you could just yeah, stay. Exactly. It's why like a really high percentage of Americans don't have a passport. Oh, they and just never leave. No, I mean, and in our like Eurocentric view of the world, it's like, what? That's crazy. That's mad. But then you think, well, actually, you can do almost any kind of thing you want within yeah. America. You know, they've got amazing like skiing and stuff in, in America. You don't, you don't have to go. They've got great beaches or if that's what you want, you know, so like anything that people might want with the exception of maybe non-English speaking culture, <laughs> you can do it in America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'll go for five years. The American tourist board. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a small caveat of a, yeah, visa negotiations to. <laughs> but, it was know. actually, it was funny. We had um, one of my best mates um, took a job in Iran. My God, we're off topic. Uh, and, and we really wanted wow. to go and visit him in Iran because basically when, if, if at some point in the future, if Iran kind of fully opens up, it is like it's got a huge amount for adventure sports. It's an amazing country, um, or so he says. But the, the main reason why we ended up not going is because we were basically told if you do go to Iran, you're not going to get to go to America. You can no longer apply for an ESTA if you've been to Iran. You have Actually, to... I do remember when I did my Esther, there was like a, you had to declare if you'd been to any of these the country, these countries. Wow. You can still go to America if you've been to Iran, but you need to have a sit down interview and stuff. And it's a lot more official. Wow. It like voids the opportunity to get an Esther. Yeah. Um, which is like a really easy, convenient tourist visa. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think only for three months, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Um, seven A. Seven A. We made it. We made it. Seven A. We're here at seven A. Seven A is is what what a grade seven A is. It is absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah. It is a absolutely cavernous grade. I think it's a grade that spans about six grades. <laughs> maybe maybe four grades. But really? like, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, yeah. People. But I mean, this is this is my point. Maybe you like, maybe the hard seven eights are you climbing a seven eight badly, and it's at the um, level where you climbing a seven eight badly. But they've been around long enough that they're just like there's some historic ones around, aren't they? That were given seven A when that was like this is the thing. Edge. The the those kind of problems which were like hard of the grade or like the first of the grade in the lower grades are always so hard yes and actually i think i know what the first 7a was wasn't the joker yeah the joker yeah yeah climbed in 1953 1953 wow that is crazy yeah over 70 years ago that's nuts who did it robert uh power go p-a-r-a G-O-T. Parago. Robert, Robert, Parago. Yeah. O-T is usually O, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, probably. Robert, Parago. Yeah, probably. 1953, yeah. Le Joker font. Um, I, I wonder what kind of shoes he did that in. Yeah. Boots? I do. 
Barefoot? I didn't actually, Socks? didn't actually look at that. I can't imagine climbing shoes were a thing for quite a while. However, it's interesting because though my sources might be wrong, I just did a quick Google search. But because you see bouldering cropping up in different places all over the world, there's not a continuous spectrum of the first of the grade. Like, it's not chronological. You'll see as we go through. Okay. So, like, it's not like the first 7B was, okay, for example, the first 7B was supposedly done two years before the first 7A+. plus. Oh, interesting. That happens a few times. Is that because people retros- retrospectively changed the grade or is it because the grade boundaries didn't match up at all because people weren't travelling? Uh, well, I imagine there just wasn't necessarily consensus or things just weren't graded. You'll get what I mean in a sec. We can go for it. So interestingly, I, so my 7A recommendation was the one that I mentioned yesterday that, that pe- people disagree on the grade. My, my 7A recommendation is Col de Chien Roof, the Tri de Col de Chien. And the, I've got a reason why that is. That was my first ever climb that I put more than one session into, I think. Ah. That, was, that was on my very first trip. And also, that is where I met your good mate, Hamish Potica. At that route. really, yeah, no Th- way. That was in 2011, so the, the um, a mere 13 years ago, um, when yeah, Hamish was it was a wee lad, um, and it was my first trip to Font, one of my first ever climbing trips. Awesome big roof, amazing flat sandy landing. You know, it's like you go with like one pad. It's like there's there's nothing else that you'd want to do with like one crappy old Alp kit pad. Yeah. <laughs> of that height. <laughs> like you would not be happy under almost any other landing. Um, but the downside of me picking this for my 7A is a lot of people don't think it's 7A. And I think it might even not get 7A in the guidebook anymore, which is a bit of Wait, a flaw. It's easier. Yeah, don't people give it? But I think plus. I think if you have to take a mono and you have to lead round a roof, I think we should give people seven A for that. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a hard move, surely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. only seven A hard. I'm not saying like cutting edge, but <laughs> what's the classic seven A in font that has the heart? It's called the heart, but what's that in French? Le... Uh, I'm afraid Duolingo hasn't taught me what the heart is. Uh, where is it le coeur okay yes yeah 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 i think that's seven anyway might be i've not done it actually i believe so it's just it's got a pretty cool hold on it it's like a font patina that is in the shape of a heart how romantic oh fair enough but yeah. i remember it's that... that one because i thought <laughs> it's actually not super nice but <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but it's got a thing it's got it's got it's, got it's a interesting shit. yeah some boulders get to be classic status just by having a novelty feature and, and that's one i'll be uh, honest when we go through boulders which i'm like giving recommendations lots of them i haven't really thought of loads and so they won't be my favorite ones oh no just be one. mine too mine these too. are interesting yeah they were ones that i thought of while I was mid-board session thinking, oh, I should at least give this a bit of thought. Yeah. Um, what's, what's um, yeah. But yeah. 7A is just, it's just like, it's such a good, I think it's so many people's like first goal, like their first like big outdoor goal. 
7A because it's nice, it's clean, it's a good sounding noise. Yeah. First, first number, seventh grade boulderer. You know, you're in the sevens. Yeah. Sevens and eights guide, not the fives and sixes in font. Yeah, that's quite a uh, that's quite a tough tran- and quite an expensive transition. Yeah, yeah. Throw away your five sixes guide. I'm too good for that now. Pick up the sevens and eights. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I think also it's interesting how like I think back to that now and that that time doing that roof climb. I remember we we did that. I did it. I was Paddy Bucken was was there. No way. And the you know, two, used to be my used to be my coach. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The two of us, the two of us did it. I think on the, the same same day. I think we both tried it, and then and we came back and we had to do it. And then there was a group of other people there, and we all like sat around, either having a barbecue or like some kind of, probably wasn't as fancy as a barbecue. Probably just the stuff that we'd we had. Like, I didn't. We didn't even have a car that trip, so we were very limited. But we like sat up on top of that roof and just like ate whatever is the sun went down and I was like wow outdoor bouldering is really cool I think that was the first time I like that was where I think my love for for going and climbing on rocks really stemmed from and I had I always wanted to go climb on rocks but really for the wrong reasons I think when I started climbing people would say yeah you know you're doing well on plastic but this is all rubbish like back then people would be like this is you know the, the sort of strong people in the gym would go like yeah this is all just a waste of time this is this is just training for the real stuff you know the, the rocks and so i was like okay right to impress these people i need to do some rocks where are the rocks <laughs> so <And> that... <laughs> wow your answers are way more profound than mine um no no this is it this is this is the pinnacle this is the pinnacle of answers um but yeah so i think i think there's a reason that 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 boulder's got a got a soft spot um and i've always fancied like i think font is the kind of place that you could keep going even after you've stopped climbing you know you could you could just go to the forest and enjoy being there and eat some pastries and spot spot your grandkids pretty good <laughs> and and i i think i think that will that so that that like roof has always got like a special place for me because mm. it, because it like i think that that yeah as i said that was when i realized that i actually wanted to to climb rocks and go on rock climbing trips because i just really love it not in a in a weird attempt to impress people that's so nice yeah wow that was lovely <laughs> Okay, well now we move on seven A plus, which is a crap grade. <laughs> I initially thought this too, but literally when you talk, oh no, actually first seven A plus laboratoire also in font. Oh, is it interesting? Michel Libert. How much later? Oh, seven years later in nineteen sixty. Wow, so they had seven years of just pounding away at seven A. Yeah. I yeah. bet in that seven-year period, you know, people people came of age in that seven-year period. People were, yeah. you know, they were twenty when the first, you know, they're from the first V six is done or whatever seven A. Well, that seven years is quite a long time. Seven right? years, yeah, they're pushing thirty. Their career's almost over when they think about breaking into the potentially mythical grade of seven A plus. They must have thought, I'm not sure. It's I think it might be beyond human capability. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, and there's not many jumps from like one grade to the like the new hardest grade 
of seven eight of seven years. There are a few. Actually, I lied. Wow, some of these, <laughs> some of these are crazy. <laughs> what knowledge? It's a sport. Spoiler, spoilers. No, we'll get back to them. I um, do like this though. This is this is interesting. But I would say seven A is an under seven A plus is an underappreciated grade. I think there's some cracking seven A pluses. And my mind went to Clash of Titans, Sandbag seven A plus at St B's. Interesting. I mean, everything at St B's is is uh, sandbagged, isn't it? I think it's quite hard to get in good condition. It's like coastal sandstone bouldering. Uh, yeah, on on the west coast of the Lake District. Um, why have I put that as my favourite song? I think before I'd done much like climbing abroad, I'd gone to St. B's um, a few times with Dan, and I always remember he was like, oh, okay, in terms of the quality of like scenery location and just the features st b's and i do agree with it is probably like a pretty pretty world-class destination it is yeah um, for 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 the things you just said yeah 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 it doesn't have the full spread it's hard to get in good condition and is like i mean it doesn't have particularly hard boulders i think it goes up to like 8a or 8a plus um but if you get it on a good day some of my nicest climbing memories of that are there at St. B's. And I remember doing like a competition where it was over in the county in Northumberland and Dan was mates with the wall owners and did it as well. It's the only time I've ever seen him compete. And for the MC, they wanted like some like little things to go off and we're like, Oh, what's your favorite crack? And Dan put down font and I was like, Ah, oh, what is my favorite crack? I was kind of like, yeah, what's, what's the best crag out there um, that I'd been to? And Dan was like, ah, oh, well, if in doubt, put down St. Pete's. And I kind of remember it really clearly. And because I do have really fond memories of times down at St. Pete's. And Clash of Titans is a very sandbag, like slopey rising lip. Well, no, it's like a prow feature, but like you have- Is that, really- is that the main thing down there? The one that's first there, the triangle-y sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, and the sit to it's like uh, AA plus and has that like pocket, like the the three-finger crimp where each of your three fingers fits in like a little gas, slopey gas bubble. Ah, yes. But well, like I've a, only I've only been down there once, and you were there when we went when we went there. Yeah. But man, how that was a good day for it, though, wasn't it? When the sun went down. And like when the sun is really low in the sky and quite ready anyway, because of the particles in the atmosphere, but also because the rock there is so orange. Yeah, when you've got like the red sun hitting the red rock, it does give everything this like awesome, like rosy sort of gleam. Um, and with the sea and everything, it's, it's pretty nice. It's, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And um, I just, I do wish there was a bit more climbing there. <laughs> that's yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's the only downside is that imagine if it if it had you know just a bit more keeps you wanting yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah. i'm actually thinking is that undercook thing next to clash of titans is that 7a plus or is that 7a the thing that might be like, 7a that might be 7a oh okay yeah because that one's really good it's got like that bread loaf pinch on it but we're, that, we're able to do recommendations that are just our gray bracket as i've already done that we've got precedent yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yet yeah, you've got a bang in 7A. The 7A is probably better than the 7A+, but it's a nice place. You don't go for the individual lines. 
so yeah 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 as 7a plus is just it's just sandwiched between two much bigger grades it's like this is sort of a kind of is that the story of the plus grades though yes it is mostly the story of the plus grades and actually some of them are even worse um but uh, the next plus grade is even worse but um yeah probably agreed it did, that, it did get me that thinking, lines up in my history knowledge it did get me thinking um if i could rename all the grades into like people or famous people and i tried to do this and massively this failed. is gonna be insulting I did, <laughs> 7A plus. I did manage to do this for, the, for 7a plus i managed to do it 7a plus is don swayze <laughs> <laughs> Don Don Swayze is Patrick Swayze's infinitely less successful, but still in occasional B-side movies, actor. I I hesitate to say star, film star, but he's there. Poor bloke. And and unfortunately, 7A Plus is Don Swayze. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to relate them to climbers that we know, and that could be the end quite hard. Oh no, because then it could just go to full savage mode, could they? <laughs> yeah. Who do I hate? <laughs> <laughs> My seven A plus pick was La Baleine at Petit Bois. Ah, yeah, the whale. Yeah, which is bloody good. Yeah. Which means l- I've already recommended only about four climbs and so far, three of them in Font and two of them at Petit Bois. So Petit Bois I- actually has some good Le Earth. Is that yeah. is that that's seven A? Don't know. Can't remember. There's really also hard. Vengeance to Choices, which is like six A and is actually really hard. <laughs> yeah, classic stories of Font. Classic. Classic. Great, great, great crag. Um but yeah, so actually a relatively small grade boundary, but some good boulders in there yeah 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 i think underappreciated um the history books this is when it gets interesting for those keen listeners this first 7a plus in font 1960 7b climbed in 1958 two years <sighs> earlier wow by john gill and it was called gill Wright problem so i don't know much about these but gillian I think so. People probably know who John Gill is. Many, um, I feel like he's a pretty influential figure amongst bouldering, and that. But I have a theory that these were all like problems which he had done before, like had really formalised bouldering in many ways, um, like or bef- before bouldering, like developed its own identity so much everywhere. And so I think these are problems that she'd done which had not been graded and retrospectively graded mm, fairly. Or, or possibly that this is a long time, this is a really long time ago, that, and, and bouldering was so much in its infancy, it really was just kind of the kind of like uh, just training for proper climbing. I'm guessing they they, they probably weren't aware of what, in in font, I doubt they were properly aware of what John Gill was producing on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah, I think that's true. But maybe also John Gill himself wasn't really like, uh, uh, maybe he wasn't giving. on Instagram. That's for sure. But like, as in like, um, <laughs> but like, as in like, wasn't documenting these problems, expecting bouldering to meet its meteoric rise. 
60 years later. I mean, how could you? I mean, like, this is, it's like, at this point, you're the only guy really doing it. Yeah, so yeah. You'd think that, that all this stuff's just going to be, you know, writ on water sort of thing. It's going to be there one minute and then no one's going to remember. He yeah. must have been so shocked when other people started getting really into it. Or maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was more shocked that people didn't get into it. Well, looking at it, well, it'll become interesting anyway. But because both 7B and 7C were supposedly both first done by John Gill. Um, John Gill went all the way up to 7C? 7C plus, mate, but that's way ahead of Ken. That's, that's way Wow, that's bloody impressive. And that is called Gill Dynamic Root. I sort of like to think that maybe he wasn't naming them all himself unless yeah. they all have. And interestingly, if he was in the UK, it would all be, you know, types of fish or maybe there'd be some John Foreman Gill. Yeah. <laughs> there'd, be some, yeah. there'd be like play on names. Where no, but I think, it's just, I it's think just it's just like, climb. it would be like Jerry's problem or something, like something that somebody good did and like never named it or like necessarily graded it, but then people, I don't actually know the story. My assumption is when it's like someone's problem. Yeah, they just did it and then they They were showing it it by someone, they did it and then they walked off without grading it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or naming it. And then it just got known as that. And I assume like Gil Wright problem or Gil Dynamic Root is that kind of of genre. Gil Dynamic Root. Wow. And and so, so what was the first 7B? Is that Gil? Uh, Gil Wright problem in 1958. Gil dynamic root in 1959. That is, well, okay, fair enough. What recommendations did you have at 7B? Oh, another home crag. Impaled. I think, yeah, exactly. One of the most underappreciated climbs out there. I think one of the best climbs in the lakes. And maybe, as the crow flies, one of the closest Basically, if I wanted to walk there, it wouldn't be that far, but you walk up a steep mountain and like you walk up a valley, up a steep mountain and down my steep mountain. It would take like probably over two hours, um, but is actually really close to my house. Um, but it's like a really tall prow on really nice rock, kind of like almost has the texture of sandstone, um, but has like amazing features and is perch on a hillside a very proud line of 7b yeah called impaled do you not think that perhaps the slightly menacing title impaled might be partly putting people off um but i think that's more a characteristic of the feature on the landscape it's like okay a tooth coming out of the like side of a very steep slope the landing is grass but if you were to call a boulder the site of the yearly axe murder, it might not get as many visits. Or maybe it'd get more. Yeah, true. I didn't name it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and yet it stays good. It's a classic, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I went for been... I went for Suavito, which is very, very good. Peak District, great climb. Um, yeah. And feels scary when you do it, but actually isn't that dangerous. And that's what I've been um, saying for well, and then Molly savagely <laughs> broke her leg on it. So perhaps it is dangerous after all. <laughs> Molly absolutely ruined a leg on it. And also when I did that, I it was the first day I think I moved to Sheffield in my gap year. And me and Jim 
I had a car, Jim had been driving it, and we were like, wow, we can just drive out and go climbing. We're like, got well giddy and excited and basically like scurried to Suavito with a single pad. And Ooh, I just wow. remember he, <laughs> he like, he just, he just like launched to the lip and took a ride on one hand and then like dropped the apex of the swing and just landed like fully just miles away from the pad. But like, just, I don't know, he's pretty springy, so he was fine. But, <laughs> but I remember we were like, oh, ah, we need to relax. <laughs> My only like knowledge of people climbing that boulder has been like kind of sketchy. Did you do it that day? Yeah, I did it. Yeah, oh, yeah. you Jim did, did it. Jim okay. did it after that as well. Yeah. Oh, right. So you were like, right, we need to calm down. And by calming down, we'll just carry on climbing. I was just like, I'll spot you a bit better. <laughs> yeah. I'll just pile up some leaves. I'll put my jumper down over this rock. Yeah, you like, can I just hold the pad and like try and like predict where they might <laughs> fall? <laughs> have you have you ever done that? I've found myself doing that from time to time of climbing and just like looking around and seeing like a jagged rock and be like, I'll just pop a jumper over that <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> i've got yeah. no more pads left i'll like, just put my shoe sort of <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be right. <laughs> it'll, it'll least, feel better if i got it will at least it. mitigate death <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah suavito yeah i had a special mention for blown away in magic wood yeah that's mm. good the internet yeah the international ones what international ones lorette the princes it's a good one in fun at rosha mm. the princes Pretty cool feature. Fonts really showing it's it's just the amount it comes up when you're talking about quality. There is so many good things in the lower grades. So obviously, there's loads of good things in the higher grades, but font is just the best place for climbing. Yeah, grades. I just. I think the thing with, I think the thing with font. I actually think generally font doesn't have the king lines that some places like other like do it doesn't have like a living large or finish line or like mm. that kind of caliber of line but i think just the consistency of quality through all the difficulties is just like unparalleled by anything else yeah yeah and it's and you can all go to the same place and everyone can have a good time yeah and um, there's some nice pastries and there's nice pastries which takes us to 7b plus the ultimate in the weird grade, the grade that shouldn't really exist. Yeah. The connoisseur's yeah. choice of grade. Oh, gosh. I didn't fully research. Cause... The Americans don't even know it's there. It's completely... Oh, yeah. It's the completely that... faux grade. 7B is... is V8, 7B plus is V8. That is true. It sort of just gets battered, doesn't it, to try and get the uh, the grade scales to meet each other. It just gets shoved in there. What is... Why is the first 70 plus? Right. I'm just doing a quick Google search because my previous Google search had nothing there just to like oh. emphasize. That's just how mysterious of a grade it is. This is this is this is a this is the man of mystery grade. Oh, this is yeah, this is UK based. Lay Byrette, Slipstones, Paul Ingham. Beats West Side Story by two years. That's interesting because West Side Story, I mean, what a, because like the peaks have got some classics at 7B plus, West Side yeah. Story and um, Deliverance. Yeah. Ultimate Deliverance. classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to be, they've got to be some of the top ones up there. But um, that's, yeah, actually, I'd take one of them. You can have the other. <laughs> um, yeah, slight issue in that I haven't climbed either of them. Oh, have you tried them? Nope. 
oh, you should have them try them. They're, they're great. <laughs> no, no good answer. Um, and actually, I really struggled to think of a 7B plus that I have done and that was really good. Um, and so I ended up with Carnage in font. Yeah. And I was worried that, is that 7B? I think the sit is 7B plus. Okay, perfect. The sit then. Yeah, perfect. That <laughs> okay. is a classic. Great what moves. Great moves. Great moves. Great um, moves. Uh, and definitely one. Watchtower. Great 7B Watch plus. Tower. Is that 7B plus? I think so. Love well, it. Oh, but 7C then. 7C. That's a- that is the ultimate. This is the gateway. This is the gateway. This is the gateway to the proper hard climbing, I would say. It's, yeah. It's I also think 7C is such a fun grade. Yeah. every, every 7C is, is like Mr. Popular, isn't it? It's like everyone... Everyone wants to to do the good seven C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you look like if it's like, yeah, it's a good feeling. Going it's also the classic board climb grade. Um, and I always felt like if I was to grade board climbs, I always in the past would go, if it's hard, it gets seven C. What? That was my um, method for grading board climbs, which might have contributed to the 2019 moonboard set be considered very sandbagged because uh, for a long time, all of my blocks got sent to That's in quite recent history as well. Yeah, quite recent history. I've subsequently tried to do better. And when I set some hard climbs on the board at social, I gave them 10C plus. So let that if nothing else, demonstrate the learning and growth that I have un- undergone. That's true, actually. I've never really, like, I've never really graded board problems I've done that much. It's horrible trying to grade board climbs. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Don't know why. It shouldn't be, in theory. Yeah. It is. Yeah, no, I don't do it much. Actually, I've done it now. Those apps are, like, stoked exist. I'm glad you say stoked. Lots of people say stocked. And I feel like surely what they were after was stoked. <laughs> I think it's stoked, isn't it? Surely well, that's mean, what they were spelt, after. It's spelt stocked, but it's I can't spelt stocked, that. But I mean, I've, surely they were after to sound yeah. like stoked, as in I am stoked to climb. I am yeah. stocked to climb is not a thing. So I've, I've always just presumed that's what they were after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 7C, classic great. Classic grade. Classic grade. It's hard to pin one down for the one to recommend. Um, and I actually landed on Brad Pitt. Oh, a very classic one. A standage. Because again, absolute classic. And I think people, tr- people who are way stronger than that level will do it. And people who are not strong enough to do it will try it. I think it's one of those. And I think that's always a great indication for a classic. Also, yeah, just something that's very appealing, like start holds, face height, nothing on the wall to your left or right. It's kind of just, it's the way up the wall. Yeah, it's the way up the wall. It's got classic old footage of, is it Ben doing it? And and someone going, and is it Ben who goes, yeah, it's hard, but it's not that hard. And that's classic. <laughs> that's 7C. There that's, you go. He summed it up. That is 7C. It's hard, but it's not that hard. That's, oh. that's, that is Brad Pitt. And 7C, perfectly summed up by Ben. Perfect. Oh. Need I say what? Did we get when the first 7C was? 
Oh, yeah, that was, was Gill Dynamic Gil. Root. But Gill when, Dynamic when, Root. When, oh, 19, 1959, one year after. I Gil can't White believe Gill was smashing out 7C in, in, what, hobnails or something. I mean, what well, was he wearing? Well, since I was in 1959, unless my, unless my like quick Google search is just flawed, but <laughs> I suppose we can't rule that out as a possibility. 20 years later, in 1978, John Gill what? <laughs> climbed the groove in Colorado. Surely this can't be right. Graded 70 plus. So, but, but he first started making grades what in 1953 was it 1958 okay 1950 that was the first gill one yeah 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 so he was pushing it for 20, ahead of his time 20 mate. Old years that's crazy yeah well this is on oh yeah mind you i suppose dave graham's been doing the same thing hasn't he he's been like doing top grades for probably yeah. over, over 20 years actually would you say yeah, yeah, no, Ooh, he's been a professional climber for like probably more time than that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, so, yeah. Is, he, is, is Gil still, is he still around? Is he still there? Uh... <laughs> Gosh, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. What yeah. a great podcast guest that would be, the original boulderer. John Gil, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. It actually inspired my 70 plus choice, which is, Wow, I'm just picking home. I'm just picking home game boulders. <laughs> this um, is this is good. This is nice. Um, Groove Armada at um, the Ladstones in Coniston, referred once referred to by my good friend Dan as the Weatherspoons of UK rock. <laughs> <laughs> and how so, how so? Well, the rock is. A little bit subpar in this place in general. Groove Armada is arguably probably the guess, best feature there. Very, it's it's like a highball, a highball groove feature, 70 plus. And I think I chose it as my choice, partly. I have a nice memory about it. It was like post-lockdowns. Um, and I I had like a lot of hesitancy around tall things for quite a number of years after I did my heel. Yeah, was basically always a bit unsure about taking big falls. And so it had always had like a hesitation towards highballs. Um, this thing is kind of high. Yeah, it's pretty high. I'd call it a highball. Was one which like when my heel was bad, I'd been climbing up at the Ladstones and looked at me like, wow, cool problem. But I don't think I'll be climbing that kind of thing. Um, so it was quite cool to, I actually flashed it, which was a nice surprise. I never took that big, any big falls. But um, it's kind of like a classic 70 plus in the lakes and kind of represented a bit of like, ah, oh, actually get my confidence up. I can highball again. And yeah, nice memory. Mm-hmm. One of the first outdoor climbing days that was allowed post COVID times. Yeah. It's, was this 70 plus? 70 plus. It's funny how so many of these are based on experiences. Um. Mm. Because, like, for me, going back to the 7C one, it's really, I'm choosing that because when I was at uni, when there was, like, the Bucks events and all the uni kids were up in Sheffield, then the day after, all of the uni kids would go out onto the grit and no one knew really what they were doing. So everyone went to Sandwich Plantation, which meant all of the strong uni kids 
were at the plantation, which means the strongest ones back then, this is different time, were trying Brad Pitt. Mm. Like that was the level. None of them were strong enough to be trying even the Joker back then. I don't think any of them, even the ones who were going to win, <laughs> weren't trying the Joker. Now, whoever wins that event probably goes and flashes it. But but yeah, back then was different. But yeah, so I think, again, it was it was like these things kind of they add it don't they they add so much they it builds up mm, yeah He's, yeah yeah but my 70 plus is absolutely an objective banger uh and it's special edition in brioni yeah yeah absolutely banger perfect Fairly. what yeah, a yeah. boulder it should I, it, it got 8a for a while because it deserves 8a it deserves 8A, not because it's hard enough to be 8A, but because it's so good. <laughs> which is an interest brings on to an interesting point, which which is an is I think is an important point to make when we hit the 70 plus 8A transitions, in that depending upon the scales, these hold very different significance depending on what grading system you use. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. For our American listeners, 70 plus V10 is double digits. There's significance on like double digit boulders and people will often refer to, oh, I did this many double digit boulders or like there's a significance with the transition from V9 to V10, whereas that being 70 to 70 plus, whereas that has little to no significance. Well, no, obviously it does, but like the major grade jump is going from 70 plus to 8a i think it's fair to say in britain maybe in europe i guess using the font grading scale and so because there's way more emphasis on 8a climbs as opposed to 70 plus climbs i think that will inevitably end up somewhat affecting the grading scale yes yeah they're the pinnacle that is such a pinnacle in america V10, double digits. You you get it. They, they do say it all the time. Like double doubles is like day of two double digit boulders or something. Yeah. And it's like, it makes sense. I see what they're after. But for us, it just 70 plus is just a grade under the big, yeah, yeah. The big jump. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So when I was trying to personify the grades, uh, I landed on Keith Urban, 70 plus. <laughs> Um, Keith Urban Urban is uh, responsible for a brand of country music referred to as stadium country music, which I believe, I'm very saying, outside of America is generally considered to be trash. But wow, within, very well done. Within, but within America, it has a following. I'm sure many, many American listeners aren't fans, but, uh, you know, I don't even know if he is American, but I'm pretty sure he does stadium <laughs> country music. And Stadium country music has no real home outside of America. It's you know, it's it's a, it's an American cultural phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is very good. Like very niche link. You've done well there to personify. Yeah, that. exactly. I was doing well when I was doing that, and then and then I realised that it's actually fundamentally impossible to carry on doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll try again at some point. But I was just staring yeah, at like. Eight- Seven B, you need someone. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for AA, you need uh, someone very popular in Europe and not in the US. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, um, actually, one of our patroons answered this. Because um, one of our patroons, uh, as an American, said that 8A is like Radiohead. 
but not creep. 70 plus is creep. <laughs> so 70 plus is Radiohead creep, the only one they all know and love. All other Radiohead is 8A. Ah, well, there you go. If you're interested in uh, partaking this uh, level of uh, witty... <laughs> <laughs> that's the witty, level you get witty personification of grades consider joining our patreon <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was that was good got some smart does... cookies on there <laughs> absolutely that, that takes us to the biggest of all the grades the biggest individual uh, grade like the deepest grade like yeah. the biggest range the huge range do you think yeah yeah. Do you think that's do you think that's the biggest range? Eight A, I reckon. In Europe again. In America, I, I'm sure it's different. But in Europe, eight A goes on forever. There are eight A's that are very, very, very hard. And there are eight A's that are quite trivial. Yeah, but I think uh, uh In comparison, obviously not actually trivial. We say like when people talk about a very, very soft eight A, it means it's probably like a seventy plus, not a seven A. You know, yeah. sometimes people go, oh, you said it was soft. It's like, yeah, soft for 8A, not like soft as in it's very easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, however, I do think the deeper grade brackets definitely, I think they just keep on coming. Do you agree like 8A is probably a deeper grade bracket than 8A plus, but I'd still say 8C is a deeper grade bracket than 8A. 8C could be, yes. But unfortunately, by the time we get up there, we're we're moving into the area where you've got a quite a good valid opinion based on actual things that you've done and i've got a kind of subjective opinion based on things that i think which means that it gets Trust a little me, bit muddy by that point just a subjective <laughs> for me mate <laughs> you've got However, you've got a much larger sample size <laughs> um, uh, yeah 8a huge grade first one just Despite the significance of European AAs, I'm told the Don't first tell me it's AA, Gillian. It's not Gillian, is it? No. Jim Holloway. Okay. Um, Colorado, 1977. Meat Hook, the first AA. I had no idea that AA was that old. Yeah, 1977. And this also, is this is when they've started naming things properly. Also... Not just, not just Gill left or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is... So bear in mind the first 7C plus, The Groove in Colorado by John Gill, 1978. This is 1977, the year before, Jim Holloway. And let me tell you, Jim Holloway had been on a rampage because <laughs> maybe it'll make most sense now. Well, actually, no, it makes no sense whatsoever. And this Good. one I did know. I did know. The first 8A plus was Trice which is in Flagstaff, I believe. Um, it's near the Flatirons. I have uh, heard of that bowler. So Trice was done in 1975 by Jim Holloway. Um, so we've got 8AA plus 8B, all Jim Holloway. Um, so 19, oh, we'll go for it chronologically. 1975, Jim does Trice. I think he does a... I'm not entirely sure I need to remember. I think he did a harder exit. People now do some like alternative exit. Um, but two years later in 1977, the first 8A and the first 8B were done. So 8A plus Trice done first, two years before Whoa. before Meat Hook and Slapshot, which were both done in 1977, also by Jim Holloway. 
Um, and Slapshot is funny, so I don't actually know this client. So people who know it, sorry about the poor history, but I thought it was a funny story that a comment saying, allegedly, some holds have broken since, and mistakenly, the key hold was glued back on upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. That is gold. Um, and well, so, yeah. what, what a way to uh, ensure your legacy. Jim Holloway, what, again, another dude. He's taken over from Gillian. 1977. But also he's, and I wonder if, when did the, when do they start naming things, like giving them sort of proper names? And I'm not saying like Richard, I'm like, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, they started opposed... actually, you know, they're actually kind of trying to think of a name. So, so I mean, because license to Gill would be a great, that'd be a great name. <laughs> oh, you're ahead of your time. <laughs> you're ahead of your time. Um, but. Because this blows my mind because I guess it's it's a European thing. But, like, in my head, I always thought that, like, there was, like, some idea that Fred Nicole's um, Le Dance yeah. de Balrog. Yeah, I thought that was the first AB. Yeah, Le Dance de Balrog, I thought was, like, one of the earlier ABs. It's in Valais um, in Switzerland, isn't it? Um, but that is 1992. That's significantly different. That's 15, 15 years later. Holloway would be on 9B by that stage if he continued his rate of... So, so yeah, I mean, I guess this is, this is... And, I mean, I'm going off very shallow data here, but this is, like, a big thing. I guess it wasn't, like, a globalised world. Bouldering was probably cropping up in these places, what we'd think all at once, but were actually mm. probably quite significantly different times. And just yes. like never like quite connected. I'm guessing these must be so backdated in 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 the way they're graded. There must be a lot of retrospective grading going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's always kind of the case. But it? we've skipped a few on the recies. Yeah, no, no, no. Eight recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to go through that a little bit of like I thought that was like an interesting little bit in the oh, history bit. Yeah, but, that was great. I enjoyed it. But immensely. now we can go and do all our recies. Uh, I've got some good ones. 8A really had me thinking, and I, I had two. I haven't put anything down for these. Well, you've got you've got the time it takes for me to say my two to think okay. of one. Um, so I had nobody Estagrossa. That's pretty good, yeah. Kionico. Oh, really, great really recommendation. Who recommended that to you? <laughs> you recommended that to me. Yes, you did. Because at the time, <laughs> at the time, I had a, a, an injured left hand and an injured right heel and that boulder has a right crimp and a left heel <laughs> so it was the just to even you out <laughs> uh, and it was brilliant i think it's really really good and i've also put bully at little cottonwood canyon oh um, wow i did not expect that one it's just a classic boulder just a classic hard move i think it's an old jerry moffat boulder so it's got some history um and it's in a video it's in one of the videos but i can't remember which but I've got a real soft spot for just like a classic bouldering style, like this tall to enter. You know, you've got to be this tall to ride. And yeah, you got to be this strong. Yeah, that's the challenge. Do that. If you can do yeah. that, you win. Here's the cookie. I think that's, I've got a soft spot for those boulders. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Okay, 
off the dome because I'm sure I'll have four other ones, but Imhotep. Ah, pretty Imhotep. good. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty good. Actually did it relatively recently. But Do you know who Imhotep was? No idea. I think, and this is off the dome, so this might well be wrong. I think he was like a pyramid architect. Oh. Though not a pharaoh. I think he was a pyramid architect. Wow. That's good um, knowledge. I have to Google that. I mean, um, well, I mean I might just be wrong. Yeah. But that, isn't that interesting that, you know, when we think back to sort of... Uh, you know, Egyptian mythology, you'd think that you'd only remember, you, you wouldn't remember an architect's name, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I am yeah. actually going to have to Google it now in case I'm wrong, because that would be humiliating. <laughs> just, were py- were pyramids, there's obviously the three massive pyramids, but were they just something that was like quite common? Were there lots of other pyramids? Oh, were loads. Loads of other pyramids. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of yeah, pyramids. Okay. That's why they're, um, they're just tombs, tombs for pharaohs. Yeah, basically. Which I always think is quite funny because... You bury yourself with all your worldly possessions because you believe in this like afterlife and you think, you know, I need to get all of my gold. Well, very good. God of the sun. Collect all of my good gold so I can I can take it forward to the eternity, to the eternal realm. And then someone comes along a couple of thousand years later and just digs it up and robs it. Yeah, but they're not going to know that. We oh, have no, no, they're not robbing it. They're archaeologists, mate. <laughs> well, actually, most of it was robbed. But we have this, like, like you know, this idea. And I always think the same. It's like, um, you know, if, if you, you get buried and you think, oh, I've got this, you know, this special tombstone. And then, like, 100 years later, they've turned the chapel into an Airbnb. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there seems yeah. to be a time where you just think archaeologists decide, nah, you've rested there long enough, mate. You're getting yeah, dug yeah. up now. Time to move on. I remember really liking ancient Egyptian mythology. But Tutankhamun is only famous because of his pyramid, well, his tomb being discovered. Because actually, he was such a minor pharaoh. Yeah, he was. He was pharaoh for like a very, very short amount of time, wasn't he? Yes, died really young. Yes, so nobody like so. So he didn't get a big pyramid that everyone knew where it was. So he was a lost pharaoh, which meant that it took so long to find him, and that when they found him, he still had all his golden. It was you know all the mummification stuff and all that. It was still there. So hence the. I can see beautiful things line. It's which is referenced in Detectorists. Oh, really? I yes. actually I actually haven't watched all of that show, but I love that show. It's really good, isn't it? Um Yeah, yeah. So that's great that, idea. So that's why Tutankhamun became so so famous, even though actually as an Egyptian pharaoh he was an absolute B side. It's a weird yeah, it's a funny discussion, this. I actually randomly was having this thought I was thinking about ancient Egyptians the other day. I um As one does. As one does, doesn't happen often to me. I don't actually, I wouldn't say I think of history so regularly. Like, but I was thinking the phrases heavy hearted or light hearted, does it come from the, because there's like a, there's like the a scales, test, the scales, scales where you yeah, balance the... your heart against a feather, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And if your heart is heavy, you get like, it gets burnt and your soul ceases to exist and if your heart is light and outweighed by the feather i guess yeah shows on the road yes um, but, but it, i mean that's rough isn't it because that's a that's an unwinnable test no <laughs> you'd have to be i mean yeah. 
as good as you are, oh, the flesh of a heart it. is always going to outweigh a feather. I mean, w- what feather could you get that was going to tip the scales? In? But is that is that where the terms heavy hearted and light hearted come from? I don't know, but could, I could be. Yeah, I just thought maybe that was what happened. I just oh. remember there being some like hippo crocodile involved. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, to to eat yeah. the heart or something. Yeah, I should learn. I should learn about it. This that feels quite fun. I mean, um, that's an afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Sorted for you right there. Is you under the some, boulders? Yeah, research some ancient Egyptians. Oh, anyway, great, isn't it? Where did we get to this? Oh, it's because <laughs> Imhotep. 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 Yes. How do we all start talking about ancient Egyptians? <laughs> Maybe we <laughs> should. Uh, We're yeah. only at hey, crikey. It's right. Yeah, we've we've got probably a maximum of ten minutes before we really got to wrap this up. So eight plus. Trice. You going for Trice? Have you done Trice? No, no, no. That's just that. That was the first one. Okay. What's your recce? What's your... Uh, 80 plus. Off the dome. <laughs> Memorable 80 plus. No more greener grasses. What's that? Where's that? I've, I know the name, but... Uh, Colorado on the dolly wall. I basically was like, oh, Trice, it's in Colorado. What 80 plus is in Colorado? That one's kind of... Oh, actually, no, I have a memorable one. Oh, what's it called? Sat in space, maybe. Um, there's an AA plus which has like a tow hook, um, and I was doing it with when I was out there with Billy and Hamish, and uh, I like basically put this tow hook in, and the tow hook was a bit wet, and you like do this tow hook to like slap a sloper, and then you like kind of release your feet and go to a crimp, and I went to the sloper, and my tow hook slipped out. And I just like snatched this crimp in one movement and like swung around like a horrible noodle. And um, they were disgusted by it. And it was just quite, <laughs> I remember just like totally winging it and being like, what? I'm still on the wall. Yeah. And um, keep yeah. trucking. So there you go. Uh, that's, that's a memorable boulder. Fair enough. I've gone for Black Shadow in Rocklands. Pretty good. Very good. Very good boulder that. Very good. Um, but also NAF grade boundary. It's it's right down there with my least favourites. I've not done very many. I just don't don't get oh, into little, little women. <laughs> little women? That's in nails. Ke- in Kentmere. Say it's not eight... outrageous. That's nails for eight B, isn't it? It's it's probably hard at eight plus. Does anyone still give it eight A plus? No, I think people give it eight B plus. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think you're risking an assault if you ever go down Kentmere way. Nah, eight A plus. <laughs> Stand grading. Did Gaskins grade it? Sarah Connor. Oh, Conf- right. Confirmed by Gaskins. Say no more. Say no more. Um, um eight B so my favourite grade, the ultimate grade. What a grade eight B is. AB is a decent grade. Packed with, packed with legends. Yeah. So yeah. many good climbs at 8B. And 8B. How always, do you even narrow it down? They always put up a decent fight for me. Uh, oh, 8A plus. El Corazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Decent cool choice. Move. It's good fun. Yeah. Very cool move. Very cool move. Um, which meant that it was impossible for me to give one recce. I ended up with three. I've got the Ace, Voyager, and General Disarray as my three. Interestingly, not Vecchio. 
I was surprised yeah. when I was when I was thinking that because I think like Vecchio is very cool, but General's Disray is a better climb. It's just got cooler movement on it. It's really good, and it's got a pinch, yeah. a pinch, and not a. I mean, you can't one. deny you can't. Yeah, I was going to say the pinch on Vecchio is not that good. It's, it's nah, Vecchio is good. It is good. It is good. It's very very good. But this Do is. I prefer. I think I, I prefer General. I think I thought General was more fun. Do you do you do the hand flip or do you like? Yes. Um, yeah. No. Uh, well, no, I didn't actually. I I I do flip it, but slowly. Yeah, I was really boring as well. I like didn't cut loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you ruined it. You've ruined it. You've overtrained. I didn't think it was that good, to be honest. <laughs> you've you've overtrained. You've gone to it too strong, and you've ruined the fun. That's, That's... just interesting nuanced body tension. <laughs> <laughs> um, right okay um that's like if you're having if you're having a knockabout playing like badminton with someone and someone turns up and they've actually got their own racket and they know what they're doing and ruins it for everyone like <laughs> games like badminton that's me with body tension <laughs> badminton darts you ruin it pool, for everyone <laughs> they're only good with people who don't who aren't good as soon as someone is good it's just crap yeah yeah um and so, yeah, you've ruined it for yourself. So General Disarray is, is, is badminton for you. Sadminton. High fidelity. <laughs> okay, classic, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty tall. Um, had a little internal freak out to myself when I reached a lip and it was... Uh, no, I reached a pod before the lip and it was definitely not dry. And ah, um, You're quite full high. Of sli- full of slime. And I basically, I ground up it and regretted my decisions quite severely but it was all an internal dialogue didn't freak out too much managed yeah. to drop it out yeah i've um, seen the video you don't look like you're freaking out at all oh yeah lasts a long time that um which <laughs> means we're, we're now moving into a grave range where i've now got fewer and fewer things because i stuck with the thing of i had to have done it to recommend it um uh, so at ab plus i've now got fewer things to choose from um, and a lot of the eight B pluses I've done are sort of not very good on limestone or grotty affairs. Just before we get into that, little history check. Oh, history! Yes, same crag as Ladans de Balrog, Rajda, Rad, Raja, R A D G A, J A, J A, Raja, Raja. Where's that from? Do you reckon? Also, sound like a. Is that from Lord of the Rings? Uh, not as far as I'm aware. No, I'm not really sure what that where that comes from. Um, Balrog, obviously, is. But um... and that was climbed in 1996. But is easier methods have been found, and is now considered a B, which would make that not the first AB plus, and that would bump Nanook, climbed by Clem Loscott in 1997. Up to the first AP plus. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, but Rajda and was Rajda was Rajda Rajda and and who was who was that by? Was that Fred Nicole? Fred, yeah. And that was in nineteen ninety six, so it was kind of close anyway. Okay, all right. So two absolute legends there in in Fred and Clem Loscott. Um, Rajda is an Indonesian rock band. Wow, niche. But they only formed in 2001, which means that the boulder predates the band. So I can only presume that they were so inspired by Fred's ascent 
that they decide to form a band. Wow, um, that's amazing. Uh, to tell the tales. Um, <laughs> I can only presume that's what happened. But this does, yeah, this does interest me because theoretically, if Jim Holloway's Slapshot was the first AB in 1977, that's ludicrous if so. It took nine till 1997 to, for the world to see AB Plus, which then is shocking because the first HC, of course, is probably all well known to be Dreamtime, climbed in 2000 which is only three years after. Um, maybe now not considered 8C, but kind of still on the borderline where it's controversial either way. Mm. What's your 8B plus recommendation? Oh. I'm going to have to pump for Wilderness because it's just the best of the list I've done. It's not a very long list, so and um, mostly it's Grotty Limestone. And I'm the gonna best go- of the Grotty Limestone is Wilderness. <laughs> I'm going to go on the themes of home and away games and home. I'm going to say copper line. Probably oh, one of- yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that could be a sandbag? Because I don't think it's getting, I think most people feel like uh, the sit is quite improbable. Um, yeah, I don't know. People say that, but I don't know how many people have tried it. Have you ever upgraded anything? Wait, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Something that you do? Upgrade it? So that's... That, that's Wait, that's like fun. without having reclimbed it? No, 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 no. As in like you climb a thing oh. and upgrade it based on... So so as in not downgrade. The very opposite. Uh, re- upgrade somebody else's climb. Yes. Or your own. But I mean, that wouldn't make any sense, I suppose. Well, I suppose you could in retrospect... Like, actually, uh, no, I don't think I have. But the thing is, I don't trust my own judgment on a grade that much. I don't have enough conviction about my own opinions in a grade mm. to feel like I know better than there's also someone else all the time. We won't get caught up in that because we've run out of time. But there is an, an interesting discussion point there about upgrades. We can have that another time. Yeah. Stick a pin in that. Yeah, um, yeah, future discussion. So, what was your away game? Uh, my away game. Maybe owed to an modern, uh, owed to a modern map, right? Which is on the Dolly Ball in on Mount Event in Colorado, and problem had significance to me. Maybe because I'd seen a video of Ty Landman do it um, on years ago. Uh, oh. Chad Greedy, who I'd got to know when I was out there, has like an old YouTube channel. It's actually pretty great. I really like it. It's called Hard Climbs. Um, there's actually two interviews, long-form interviews, one with Daniel Woods and one with Dave Graham, which are funny. And they just like nerd out about hard climbs. Um, but yeah, I met Chad and Isabel, who was a former guest um, on the podcast when I went out there. And they were really good to me and like kind of showed us these areas. Anyway. I'd always watched that video of Ty doing Ode to an Old Man without knowing that it was Chad who had like made that video. Um, but it's basically like really simple, crimpy, like small holds, but like kind of not really many tricks um, that then supposedly got a bit harder. Apparently the holds had crumbled and or like one of the holds had like gotten smaller and it hadn't been redone since. Um, but I had like a, it was on the back of a little conversation with 
had been, it was the first time I'd met Daniel as well, that trip. Um, and we'd been training in cat and the like, like kind of schoolroom of Boulder. Um, and he'd been like, Oh, it'd be cool if you can like, maybe you could try and like, do all of them in a day. And it's like the whole wall, the no more green and grass is that a plus it's really good is on there as well. And so I kind of had this like little challenge of just like doing all the boulders in a day. And it was a pretty big day, but I did all the boulders in a day and Ode to a Modern Man was a really crimpy one, which like, I kind of like the purity of style. I think I did it pretty easily in the, oh, like maybe not easily. I did it pretty quickly. I think it did. Like, right, if, yeah. If it, yeah. Suits, suits you nicely. And... Um, but I have really fond memories. That trip as well. Like I have really fond memories of that trip. And that was just like quite a memorable day of that trip. Went swimming in a reservoir on the way down and stuff and, yeah, pretty epic day. So, Ode to a Modern Man. Nice. Nice. Okay, that's good. But I 8B plus is a really nice grade. I really like the 8B plus grade. Lots of good stuff in there, isn't there? Yeah. 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 It's like when we did our um, uh, uh, Desert Island Bowlers, which at some point needs redoing, uh, four of my things were 8B pluses. <laughs> They're all 8B pluses besides uh, um, yeah. the arch. Really good. I, it obviously depends on everyone has their own grade of this like difficulty. And I kind of think 8B plus is this for me, like often uh, 8B plus of simple style, I could probably give a good first try to and be unlikely to flash it, very unlikely to flash it, but it's like possible. Uh, and so there's intrigue. I'd say generally most 8B pluses are like abroad. There aren't too many like conditions and things as factors are attainable in a session but are probably mm. quite hard to do in a session. Yes. Um, and of course, there are a lot of AP pluses, which like would take me a long time. They're at a level generally around that difficulty. It's quite like a satisfying level where I'm pretty yeah. happy to do it in a day. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. There's quite like a, it's kind of at that fun level where it's like definitely a challenge. No, I get, I get that. And that, that is part of the subject, subjectivity, isn't it? 8C, first one, dream time. Potentially. Potentially? Well, is there some I mean, controversy? No, 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 not of, to whatever. Oh, is there? Is, is it's never since. It's, uh, yeah, I think a few things have changed. Some believe, I think it was chipped or some holes broke uh, after like the, you know, the trav section. Mm. Uh, so originally it was obviously the jump method, but the holes have changed, I think, that you jump from. And now people go further left and up. Um so many now consider it AP plus, uh, which if was the case, not saying it is, don't know, haven't climbed it, um, would put the first eight C to be none other than gossip in the Frankenjoa climbed by Marcus Bock, which I don't even think is. I think a hold is broken on that. To be honest, I don't think it's seen a second ascent. Wait, has it seen a second? I don't think it has. But I know Gaskins went and tried it. Whoa. So there you go. That's history for you. Yeah, yeah. So that was a gossip in Frankenjure, Marcus Bock, April 2002. Fair enough. I mean, I like to think that Dreamtime should just stay at 8C and it should just be the, that should just become the benchmark for the, the bottom of the grade. So like if it's easier than Dreamtime, it gets a b plus yeah that is in that is like quite an interesting way of like 
criteriaizing it like rather than having a benchmark mid of the grade you just have an easiest and the hardest yeah of the grade. yeah the gateways because the middle is yeah. kind of useless isn't it the middle is is not defined because this is a point we made briefly earlier the range of eight c's is crazy yes wild totally yeah. wild it was the top grade for way way too long i mean yeah. so now, I, I really had to sit and think about my recommendation for 8C um, <laughs> based based around the fact that the previous criteria meant I could only recommend ones that I've done. Um, that means my, <laughs> my list was quite short. In fact, it was entirely exhausted by just that single one. So not a very exciting recommendation from me. But what about, what about you, Aidan? What was your... Uh, favorite 8c oh actually my recommendation for an 8c or either can be favorite can be recommendation this is very loosely defined um yeah it's true i haven't i should have probably thought about this um i've <laughs> been really uh... just spit mm. one out top of your head any 8c <laughs> 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 it's important time. <laughs> to, to rush me. It's important time for reflection here. Um, okay. Did I give it AC? I was going to say maybe Tranquilitus. That one I did at Kentmere. Hmm. Okay. Which is a kind of. I'm picking very much homing, but a lot of these are like experience things, and I have really enjoyed the experience of like climbing local projects okay and maybe i'd use that one that was kind of like the tail end of the first kind of season where i was really fell in love with hard bouldering but also just bouldering more locally and mm. this was kind of like the last boulder of that season for me in many ways i went and injured my wrist a number of weeks later but it was actually really nice basically my family never really like come climbing with me um and on that day my mum came oh like, that's so nice she came climbing and then was going like she basically i was like warming up she went for a walk came back whilst i was trying this climb she was pretty tired that day um and um and she was sitting around we were chatting whilst i was trying this climb and um and it was one of those ones where like i was kind of like I was kind of getting a little bit shut down or things weren't quite going together. Um, like, and it, I could see why she like, she was like, I think I'm just going to go and like, go walk back to the car. I'm feeling really tired. I'm going to have a nap. So she went back to have a nap in the car <laughs> and um, I flipped a switch and did it like a number of tries later. One of those points where like someone had seen me like, five minutes before and that was my mum. They'd been like, you're never doing that, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did film it, so, <laughs> so oh, there we go. There so there's go. confirmation. <laughs> um, Again, but, uh, it's experience driven, isn't it? Experience driven. How do we actually decide what bolts are good without the experience? That yeah. is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And something we could potentially review again. But we gotta wrap this up. AC yeah. plus. I think the first AC plus was Gaia, wasn't it? Christian Core. Joya. Joya. 
Oh, joy, yeah. I look like a mug now. It's <laughs> no, spelled no, with a G, isn't it? It's start that again. Just say it again. We'll go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, funny, actually. I think I know the answer to this one. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually don't know the year that was done. But yeah, Joya. Um, Joya, yes. That was I, kind of... It was, was weird, Was it 2008? Though. The thing that I thought was weird is like... I think now maybe that's being questioned as 8C+. But for so long, that was just confirmed as 8C+. And yet the 8C plus grade was never really accepted. Yes, 8C plus was rejected for some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know why, um, but I yeah. presume it will happen again. But I did hear an interesting little tidbit uh, about Joya. Apparently, when um, Daniel and someone else went to try it, they found a new beta. With an e-bar. And, and, and apparently Christian edited the climb in <laughs> retrospect. So I don't know if I, yeah, I don't actually, is, is this tr- sure is this, if that's true. Is there any yeah, truth maybe. To this? I know, I know, um, so I know the nature. Okay, no, I don't know. I've heard, I've never been there. I've heard that the nature of that rock is quite fragile. And generally there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of glue on Joya. Um, right. And so I think there's like an element of a manufactured nature to that climb. Um, and I think basically Dave and Daniel went and tried it. And the I don't know if you know the climb, you kind of like lean out off a rail and snatch into like a small crimping compression. Mm. And I think for that really aggressive move, they found a knee bar, which made it really static. And I think that maybe that foothold isn't there anymore, but I don't know by what means that happened. Interesting. The plot thickens. Could be a totally scurrilous rumour. And yeah, there's no necessary basis to that whatsoever. But it is interesting if it is a completely doctored climb anyway, you know, if it's got lots of glue on it and it's all been sort of put together and it was your sort of life's work. I do have some sympathy for being quite upset if someone then came and knee barred through it knowing that well yeah but it's not that is it it's <laughs> <laughs> i have some sympathy but i still wouldn't ch- chip the hole <laughs> <laughs> i'd still say i'd still draw the line of the sun there yeah but it is a funny grade because i almost then think you know remember when daniel did the process a number of years later Yes, yeah. That was almost seen as like the hardest climb in the world. That climb hasn't since broken, and I don't think it hasn't been reclimbed. Um, I know Daniel Beale had been trying it as well, but I know that climb's broken now. I don't know if it's still possible. Um, but like, and Joya, I think, has since been downgraded. So I don't really know even what the first 80 plus would be. Yeah, what a messy messy grade i think it, that's the messiest grade if you ask me but and then actually so now i am now out but what do you have a recommendation at 8c plus uh just no a, i mean i don't one. just i don't really one. even know if i've i don't even know if i've done 8c plus what you <laughs> what <fair>. about <laughs> <laughs> what about um the sit start to um Becchio? Didn't you give that eighty plus? Yo, yeah, 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 that's eighty plus. I don't know if that's eighty plus. 
And yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, this is it? the maybe this is the curse of HC Plus. Maybe no one ever knows if something I, is HC Plus. I don't really know what. Yeah, I really don't know what it is. Like, as in, like, let's forget about it and move on. Like HC Plus, it just doesn't really exist. But it's so blurred. There's some HCs that I've done so so easy compared to like <laughs> some other things I've done. That I'm like, oh, there has to be some distinction there. But then like, I think it's just so much stylistically. No, I don't think it is. I think 8C just got too wide. I think 8C is basically encompassed. The progression that happened in climbing happened while 8C was considered like the top of the sport. And I think there's just too many 8Cs. I think think the best way to make 8C plus now is in retrospect. Some really strong people should just go through and just decide this is 8C plus, that's 8C plus. Just, just carve yeah. off a chunk Draw a line in the sand of like 20% maybe of 8Cs and just shove them all up and create the 8C plus in, in retrospect. Yeah, it's what, I do it's think what it, Gil would have wanted. I do think it needs to be done almost in retrospect because it is so messy right now. I mean, is it I even don't... working now? Is, it, is, it gray, is the grade boundary, has it totally broken down now? Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Like, I, a confirmed... A confirmed just like definitely 8C plus. Other than long things, I think longer things are easier to grade. But just like hard mm. 8C plus. I can't think of a single one that's yeah, that's definitely 8C plus. Mm. That's like being like climbed on kind of consensus has been, yes, this is 8C plus. Which is a funny thing, isn't it, about consensus? It's like at what point should you sort of stop asking? It's like how many really strong climbers had to say they thought Sleepwalker was 8C plus? before you should say okay well now there's just that's enough it should be like book close it's 80 plus if you do it quickly you're just really good yeah 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 i feel like at some point you should just close the book and be like that's that but actually because sleepwalker was done so many times people got really weirdly invested in that getting downgraded which i thought was quite yeah yeah interesting and now potentially it has been because will gave it 8c didn't he so I think it says a lot, like obviously he got, uh, I chatted to him a little bit, he got like a lot of kickback from it. But I think it said a lot that the people who were actually knew the people who had done it more personally were like in support of him. There was like not much scrutiny on what the hell, man, yeah. this is 80+. Plus. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It is, it is funny how like actually with grades, people in the comment section get really irate. People will write really aggressive messages on Reddit but actually people who are involved with that kind of don't care as much as people think. Yeah, yeah. But well, what's we your gave up on 8C+. What's your recommendation on 8C+, though? Ah, I mean, obviously okay. I haven't climbed on. So, what's the best 8C+. I'm going to say Living Large is maybe one of the best. Oh, yeah, okay. Wasn't that originally given 8C? Oh, no, I don't know. No, no, um, no, I think no. it was 8C+. Okay, yeah, I mean, wow, what a, yeah, great candidate. I think Hypnotized Minds is pretty cool. Yeah, that was actually one which weirdly was originally given 8C, but upgraded, and I think it's pretty confirmed. That's probably yes, one of the most still, confirmed. Yeah, still barely been done, so it's pretty yeah. legit. Three ascent? Um, yeah, very few. And whereas um, like um, Creature of the Black Lagoon, which is way higher up has had like eight ascents or something i i'd quite like to see lucid dreaming go back to 8c plus because i think that that'd be really cool yeah i mean it was downgraded before anyone repeated it but yes indeed um 
which leads us to everyone giving up and be like, forget this. Let's forget, let's forget about all this HC plus nonsense and just start again with 9A. Um, yeah. And that's where we are now. Which is interesting. There's a deep grade range. It's like well understood that the grades are ranges. And I don't know, I feel like before progressing historically, it's always taken quite like, I think 9A is kind of the first time that we've progressed to a new grade. Ah, oh, maybe that's not true. No, that's not true at all. I feel like all the clearing up and like solidly understanding of grades is actually done pretty much retrospectively, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. It's like, obviously, there's a range in grades. Something has to be like quite significant or like quite noticeably a level up to actually earn that grade. I don't know if we're going to see 9A plus soon, even though like, I'm fairly confident in relatively recent years, we'll see climbs that are done that are like in a physical sense, significantly harder than nine A's that are there. It exists at the moment. And mm. but I don't, I, so I think, I think they'll be significantly harder, but I don't think that they'll be given nine A plus. If you allow nine A to be as broad a spectrum as eight C, it's going to go on forever. Yeah. It'll be like 30 years before we see a 9A plus if you're allowed to be that broad. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, where do you draw the line? Also, for me personally, it doesn't, because I'm not at that level, it doesn't matter. Like 9A is cutting edge, great. But it doesn't matter too much for me. I think it's more important for the guys who are actually at that top level and trying to... Sort things out. Kind of, yeah, sort things out and keep the grade keep the grey train rolling um yeah yeah because it does it might not matter alone well no it doesn't matter now and that like we've spoken about the whole sponsorship and like kind of reputation side of things exactly but, like yeah. it it matters in it the, matters like, more in the future if people get to if people get to 9c you want the grey boundaries to still be sort of well organized which is laughable because they're not well organized but there are Areas, as we've discovered, that are definitely worse, and eight C is definitely one of the worst. Yeah, great because it's just such such a ramble of a. It's this podcast in grade form. That's what eight C is. Yeah, we've personified it. Eight C is the Kelly's yes. Talk Climbing Podcast. Yes. Well, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> recommendation nine A recommendation. Um, I think I've tricked you with the format. I don't think you're allowed to say anything other than Alphane. Oh, how do you know that? Because that's the only... (laughs) No, no, just kidding. What makes you say that? (laughs) (laughs) I was on my project the other day. Well, true, true, true. I mean, it would not surprise me at all to discuss. So if you want to find out more, uh, sign up to our paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well say, yeah, we'll say Alphane. Mm. And yet the one I would be most psyched to see repeated now is is probably Megatron. Yeah. I watched a video of that the other day. Looks I was um doing my um US visa research. Ooh. Pretty in- pretty motivated. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see I'd love to see someone else on it. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so my 9A recommendation for what it's worth, and it is worth nothing, is <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. And 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 if we've learned anything this episode, and and we haven't, 
Ah, oh, I don't know. I've learned something about ancient <laughs> Egyptians. <laughs> Imhotep was a pyramid architect. Okay, random. Last thing to, to end the episode. Finger in the air question. Total guess. What year will we see 9A plus? 2024. Nah. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, oh, gosh. What's that going to take? 2026. I'm going 2028. Mm, okay. I think there's going to be a delay now because I think there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot more nine A's to fill in the gap, and then, or maybe there won't be. Maybe someone's just going to shoot for the moon and yeah, just yeah, done it. But well, yeah, it's actually quite hard to find a bit. Yeah, it's quite hard to find them. So like, yeah, also things change in your mind as well. Yeah, they so can like, change literally if you take a hammer and chisel. <laughs> but like, I just even think to like when I was. In less than, less than a year ago, when I was like in Switzerland and I was deeply in siege mode on this midnight project thing I'd been trying and I'd been pulling on from quite a high point on the boulder. And my reasoning for that was that like, I was like, oh, it would be better if it started on those holds, which feel more obvious. I just like knew I wasn't good enough to do it at the time. So I was pulling on from the point where it was felt like about like possible for me at that time. and. That was on the back of feeling better than I'd like started a training. I'd started a training season, having just done Alphane. Felt like I'd seen a lot of progression and was trying a climb that I felt suited me better and was taking me as, as much effort. And I was like, well, this is definitely harder than that. And like, so I would give this 9A um, where to do it. I ended up dropping like the easy bit at the top. You know that. And then I went back to it for like a couple of weeks just before Christmas and was like, oh, okay, now I can do it from the start where I wanted to do it. Didn't feel so hard from the start where I was been trying it from. And so very quickly just wrote off that higher start ever being a climb. Mm. So I felt it's just better to be one climb. Um, and last spring, if you'd asked me, were I to be able to do the climb from a low start, whether that would be 9A plus, I'd be like, it is so much harder than Alphane. Yes. Mm. There's absolutely no way I'd give that nine plus now. Yeah. Because <laughs> it feels quite possible. And I'm like, ah, we're not there yet. Yeah. The world's not ready. It's not just about difficulty. The world has to be ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a weird double thing, isn't it? It's like an extra element to think about. But yeah. food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The world does have to be ready. And also back it. Like when Nally did Burden of Dreams, nobody was like, is it? Like, Yeah, no, it, everyone believed it. I mean, it was a guy, a top of the, top climber, sessioning something for a long time. So yeah, everyone yeah. was like, this makes perfect sense. And something local. I think that makes a big difference. Mm. Yeah, love love to get Nally on to, to see what he reckons about what's happened to Burden since then. But that's... Yeah. Curious. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Yes, we will. Until next time. Alas. Rounds the episode off.